You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. We are back with John and Scott, and we talk about so many things. What do we talk about, Turn down for what? Do-do-do-do-do-do. And Lebegeevy parties, podcasting, voting, school shootings, pew-pew, hockey, go. We talk about The Martian. We talk about Aliens and Prometheus, Jobs, Terminators, Scream TV, Other TV, Guardians of the Galaxy and Marvel stuff, and Italia Azzurra. Buongiorno, frutti di mafri. 9 to 5 Entertainment System, everybody, go. Turn it down for what? Just for the record, if you haven't seen the official music video for Turn Down for What, you have to go see that. You really have to go see that. I can't believe how much more I respect Little John now. Even after he did the Shots music video with LMFAO. That was pretty good. That was just at a a pool shooting super soakers full of alcohol into women's mouths. Yeah, but that was like expected. You know that that like tur- the turn down for what thing had some creative element. There was like juices inside <laughs> that thing that I did not know that those right. juices were there for Little John. I, I want Scott. I want to. Oh, I'm sorry. Start I'm sorry. I said it wrong. Lil John. Lil John. That's right. what. <laughs> uh, if you are invited to something called a Lamborghini party, yeah, and the virtues of the Lamborghini party are uh, slickness, sensuality, dressing way up, or Way, way down. Way, way down. What are you being invited to? Uh, I'm in Coco holding a key party. Uh, I think key party, though, is like the correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> or anyway. the modern equivalent. Or the modern equivalent of whatever a key party is. Is, this a, is, that, is that how people in their 40s and 50s invite each other to key parties is the question. And that's what we're asking for all of our listeners. <laughs> Which is to whether or not this is a key party. <laughs> Scott, thoughts? You get invited to this. You're like, I just moved into Verdun. I'm a, I'm a young man. And it's, uh, I, guess, I, what I, turn, I turn down this invitation. But don't, aren't you at least a little curious? Yeah, I'll read up about it later when one of you guys go. Right. <laughs> so the, the plan is to send John or Keith. <laughs> That's the idea. Yeah. Is to send John or Keith. All right. So John and I might be going to a Lamborghini party. Together? Uh, together, yeah. <laughs> together. Huh. Uh, what's going on, you guys? It's the 9 to 5 Entertainment System, episode 90-something. Uh, Is this 100? No, it's not 100. I said episode 90-something. I know, but... 90 really 90-66. 90-66. I think this is maybe 93, 94. Okay. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting there. We're gonna, I think we're going to hit 100 maybe around Christmas? Ooh. That makes 100 sense. 100 hours of us. Yeah. Of yeah. Keith. No, it was a few without Keith. Yeah. No. A few hours without, without Keith? Keith? Yeah, we did a couple oh, without yeah, Keith. Oh, yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's way compensated for by the 90-plus hours of Go Plug Yourself that are also Keith. Right. That are none of you guys. And then there's also the Just for Laughs episodes that are other I than this year. I love it when Keith plugs himself for Go Plug Yourself. Yeah. Isn't that's... it? That's meta shit. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I, I realized as, as as the two podcasts approach a hundred apiece, and then we also have the Fantasias, and we also have the Fringes, and we also have the Just for Laughs. I was like, if someone wanted to, I feel like they could really get a good beat on me and <laughs> probably steal my identity. <laughs> like, they'd be like, like, like not steal my identity, like in the fraudulent like social insurance company, like no, 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 Mr. Like Ripley. The, like they yeah. just take my life, and Sarah's not even sure. Like Sarah's just like. He seems a lot like Keith. What's your Facebook password again? My Facebook password. <laughs> Hunter one two. Scott's a dork. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I have like I have a bunch of stuff that we could be talking about and whatever. I feel that this is this is I said this last on our first ever Friends of Nine to Five. Uh-huh. I said that it was our last podcast before the election, but I was just a liar. This is the last podcast before the election. Yep, I went to vote today. You advanced polled? I did. I, did. I should have done it. There was a big stack of people there. I was surprised. Like, I actually had to wait in line to, to get at the poll. I've never had to wait to vote in yeah. the, like, two times I've ever voted in my life. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I've, no, I've always just walked right in. It's always been, like, you leave, like, a little bit early from work, and you get a little ahead of... Like, the rush. Of, like, the rush. I mean, yeah. both times you just Well, I don't know there. why you wouldn't advance poll. Like, it's... I had to wait. Yeah, but... I like, was out of town this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why would it into advanced pool? There's something about it being like, this is election day, and I'm fucking exercising my democratic right on election day. Yeah, and the fact to get huh? let out of work early. Yeah, I'm going to demand to leave work early for election demand day. Demand to leave work early anyway. Or just leave work early. Like, yeah. That's the other option. There's something, I don't know, I feel that there's something, like, there's something democratic about voting on election day. I democratic, love I mean, like, advice from Keith. <laughs> 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 no, but you're not, not, not necessarily saying democratic, but like something like old timey, like fucking like people who are listening like. to the first couple of these podcasts and are finally just now catching up to us will feel like you've just really turned a corner on it's your democratic Didn't we shit on you for not voting at the start of this podcast? I don't know, man. That That's change may have occurred uh, over the life over of the course of the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Anyway, anyway we'll so see. what did you want to say about the election? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess everybody should tell people to, like, vote and, like, research polls and, like, try to avoid vote splitting if you can to, like, check what's best for you and best for your family. Basically uh, get the fuck rid of Harper. Which isn't going to happen. No, it, it might. Polls suggest that it's not going to happen. Which polls, though? Because a lot yeah. of those telephone polls only contact people on landlines. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. it, it, it's more about the regions where they're polling and it's more about the split. It, it's... Once again, it doesn't seem as pronounced as it did in the previous elections that elected them into a majority government. Yeah. But there definitely seems to be that the left vote split is any any riding in contention is going to the conservatives. He, w- he didn't have a majority last year. Didn't he? No. Are you 100% sure? I feel yeah. like he's had a majority government the whole time. No, he had more than any other party. But, well, but that's, that's called NDP money. and that's why he was the prime minister. But he did not have a majority. So... At any point, if the NDP and the Liberals had decided to vote together against him, they could have stopped any of the then policies. Then it's a technical majority. No, it's, it's, it's a minority government. That's what it's called. I thought it was a minority government if you... You have more than everyone else, but not more than half. Mm, that's the one. That's a minority government. Well, the problem whatever. is a lot of the Liberals did not stand against him on every issue, and he was able to propose legislation yeah, that yeah, ended yeah, up yeah. passing. There were, there were, there were fence-sitting right. Liberals and whatever. C-51 is a big... <laughs> Notable example. Our enemy, our old enemy, C fifty one. There were more school shootings. <laughs> yeah, not a big one though. Uh, Think about how fucked up that I is. I know, I know. Not wor- a big one. And, and then you are not the first person that <laughs> has told me about the uh, 
North Arizona University, NAU, I feel I want to say. Mm. Like it was Arizona definitely. And okay. I think it was like North I think it was NAU, North Arizona University. Uh shooting with I think it was three wounded, yeah. one killed or whatever. And tons of people were like, "Yeah, but it's not a big one." And I was like, "Let's just imagine like you're going to work and then three people get shot and one person gets shot and killed." That's a big fucking deal. And but it doesn't like so many people, so many people. This the Arizona University and the other one yeah, that I feel bad about. I don't remember the name. Oregon. Oregon. But I'm saying I don't remember the name of the university. Yeah, but the Oregon University whatever. We're just sort of like, oh, it feels like just another one. And I was like, what the fuck do we... To, what to be what fair, fucking world do we live there in? There are literally it's... dozens of them that have happened in between like the last time we've gotten excited about them that we just didn't report on because we didn't hear about them because they didn't it's make so national. fucking like They happen dude. a lot. Um, I was talking to my parents about it, and they were saying that there there was supposedly a call from a bunch of psychologists saying that they ne- we need to stop publicizing these things and stop talking about them because every time you have one, there's like a wave of other attempts and people who think about doing it because they want the attention. And yeah. Like half of it is the attention grab. I don't really know how I feel about that. Like I feel that there's like a certain part of me where it's like, yeah, you don't want to draw attention to it, yeah. but you also do want to draw like a positive attention to it to be like, if you're feeling this way. Fucking talk to somebody. Well, do you no, know what I mean? Like, the, like there's the like other, the other one. Is there's you, like a positive. Spin. You could make the media fracas literally zero about the shooter and 100 percent about the people who were killed, which yeah. would exactly do the opposite of what those guys are trying to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that I mean, that's that's like an age old, like. Or or you can thing. just start showing the news reports, really popular people on Vine, and show that as a good way to get attention from people, so, like that guy who goes, "These nuts," you know, you don't see him on the news every president. day, right? <laughs> then other people would do D's nuts videos, right. and that's how they could. Yeah, but then I mark. feel like that happened with people smashing the gallons of milk on the floor, and that was very silly. And planking and planking. I don't know. If, I don't know how much better we made society <laughs> from, from <laughs> smashing gallons of milk on the floor. I don't know that one dude who who tripped and broke his arm in two. <laughs> as a result, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, no, and, and that guy could have been a, a shooter. Yeah, but no. All I know is about that Oregon guy, the guy who fucking charged the dude and took like seven bullets and lived. Really? Yeah, research mm-hmm. this. Chris Mintz? Okay. Chris Mintz, I believe his name is. Uh, fucking ran at the seven shooter, bullets. took seven bullets, is like not A-OK. I mean, like he yeah. had like seven bullet holes in him, but is like expected to have a full recovery. Wow. And I was like, yeah, that. And I'm, I was pretty excited when I found out about that story because I don't know the name of the Oregon shooter, but I do know the name of the, the hero, hero guy. guy. Yeah, that's and I was awesome. like, I was like, that was like a winner somehow of like media <laughs> where I was like, I know the name of the guy that tried to stop the shooter and not the name of the shooter, which I was like, that's, that's what I enjoy knowing. Not to say I enjoy knowing. I mean, obviously I don't want, yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, know yeah. any details about a school shooting and the fact that I hope that they don't exist. But the fact that like the hero guy, but fucking, there was a thread on Reddit that said they're changing their recommendation from don't do anything about it and just hide when the shooter happens, like as recommendations to, if you are in that situation to try and engage the shooter. That's so scary, though. Isn't it, though? I don't want to ride the scooter. Scooter. Shooter? <laughs> shooter. Well, in Canada, guys are mostly going to have rifles, which are pretty slow to keep repeating. Well, no, you can have a pretty automatic rifle, man. And I don't know if you have semi-automatic rifles. You are absolutely semi-autos. <clears throat> There's full autos. Kim, Kim Gill, Gill had, had, a, had a full auto. Full auto or semi-auto? Semi-automatic. Semi-auto rifle. Okay. Pop, 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 pop. Right. Shoots as quick as you pull the trigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can have, mm-hmm. you can have semi-auto hunting rifles. Full auto is a little bit, a little bit harder. Right. But yeah. Gun controls, you guys. So I was up north this weekend? Did you see, hang on. Did you see Angry Obama again? No. 
It's angry Obama came out uh, of the Oregon, and then angry Obama came out about the Arizona one again. It's so fucking bad shit, and I'm sure we've talked about this like ad nauseum on this <laughs> podcast because we're. So I was up. I was up north in Santa Gat this weekend, yeah. and I went to a Walmart. Uh, guns. Yeah, guns. I went looking for some discount softball gear because I play softball in the summer and right. the season's just about over. And, you know, I figured that they had one softball on the shelf. No gloves, no batting gloves, no bats, no nothing. They had so many rifles. Yeah, man. Hunting season's right about, like, it's in the spring. Starting real soon. Yeah. Yeah, but just saying, like, I could not buy a baseball bat. I could have easily bought several rifles. But, but, but we don't shoot each other with them. Yeah. <laughs> As Canadians, we don't really shoot each other with our guns. Well, as there's been three shootings, school shootings in Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. Way less than America. That well, is, well, not per city. The, yeah. Not per city, even per capita, man. Like, you look, 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 at, look at actual gun crimes, even per capita, and America is, like, unreasonably high. Like, including per for capita. For sure, for sure. But much. Montreal is a place where they happen too. Montreal is also a place where, when the hockey team wins, we burn down our city. Like, there's Montreal has dumb things that they do all the time. It's part of a province that just wants to leave the country that it's in. Speaking it's of winning hockey games, Montreal's three and zero. Montreal is three and zero, man. It's super exciting. Is it? Invest in plywood shop owners on St. Catharines. I don't know, guys. When it's early in the season, I don't know how I feel about getting excited. There's been a lot of seasons okay, where now, we do amazing at the start and then things get shitty. Yeah, but those points will count as, as a as a. Uh, as a nouveau hockey fan, uh-huh. John Legman, what? I feel like you only followed hockey like maybe since Sejep. It's yeah. been like 10, 12 years. Okay. So this is I'm just I'm just shitting on you for no reason. Yeah. But um, <laughs> with something like since the lockout in two thousand and seven, yeah. I think it's like something like five or six exceptions in nearly a decade since then. Mm-hmm. Any team that's in the playoffs come November is in the playoffs in the playoffs. Okay. So like those like that first month of play is not only, like, indicative of, like... It's like you play a bunch of the teams, you play fucking, like, 15 games of the season. Right. It's indicative enough of the rest of the season that with, like, a 90%, more than that, probably a 95% assurance, if you are in the playoffs come November, you are actually in the playoffs. Your position might shift sure. amongst those. But, like, because remember, the playoffs is, like, the top 16 out of 30 season, out of thirty teams. Right. So it's a little bit over 50%. And if you are mm. in the top 50% after 15 games... You will be next at the playoffs. So, like, yeah. a strong start. The cream rises pretty fast. In yeah, the NHL. It, like, it comes up pretty quickly. Same thing, too, with, like, auto, like, Boston and Toronto are both fucking rebuild teams, and we beat them both pretty easily. Ottawa we beat easily, which I kind of didn't expect. I didn't expect Montreal to beat Ottawa quite as easily as they did. Because Ottawa is, like... Do you know, fun fact, it was the first time since 1967 that two goaltenders started their first game in the NHL against each other. Huh. A thing like that. Right. Yeah. We had also, a long time. They started because they had back-to-back games Saturday and Sunday, and we right. started uh, Mike Condon instead of uh, Carey Price because Carey huh. Price started against Boston. Man, he looked good. Yeah, and he looked fucking super good. Fucking Tukaresque. Tukaresque. Yeah. Goaltender for starter for what? Five, six years now? Goaltender for nine? Not, f- not six. No, it was the last time Boston won. Wow. Eleven? Eleven. Yeah. So four years because they won with... They won with Rask once. They won with Tuka once. Tuka that was on the that is the one. same. That is the same goalie. They won with Timmy Thomas. They won with Thomas once. They won with Rask once. Yeah. Yeah. I, anyway, either way, has been a goaltender for I think almost nine years, and has been a starter for like four. four. Maybe this is his fifth season starting. In the Boston Gardens, mm-hmm. has zero wins against the Montreal Canadiens. 
Like, just can't Lol. beat the fucking Habs <laughs> in his own fucking, like, in his home barn. And second of all, they were like, and that's it. They were like, unless they meet the playoffs, he's not going to get that win this year because their other home game is the Winter Classic. <laughs> so he's, even if he wins then, it still won't be at the Gardens. <laughs> it's like Portugarasque. They were like, and has like a pretty good record against almost every other team in the NHL, but against fucking Montreal, he's just done. I'm like, what mm-hmm. do you do with that? What do you do with that information? You're like, like they, they, they <laughs> talked about that when, they were, when Boston was going into face uh montreal not last playoffs but the playoffs before that they were like he is your starter he is your best goalie but the statistics say he can't beat montreal and that makes no sense because like there's been multiple versions of montreal that he's played against it's not like a particular shooter that he's had a number on or whatever wouldn't you just disregard this as a like a a quirk of statistics correct and then you would start him and then they would get swept in the playoffs which is what happened two years ago you're gonna start your starter because you're like that's just crazy and then you're going to lose four in a row and get eliminated. And that's what happened. Yeah, okay, but how, long, how many games are included in this? Like 20? Like, they play, they play each other at least four, sometimes six times a year. And, and then at half least, and, and half. At least and half and a half, half is at home. Half. Yeah. So you're, like, you're coming up on like 20 games that have happened in Boston, huh. and he's never won. And you're like, that's at what point weird. does that become a statistical anomaly and start being like a statistic? Where <laughs> you're just like, he just, if he sees like a red shirt with like, or a white shirt with a CH on, he's like, and just like lets in <laughs> Speaking of someone getting Toro mad bull eyes, did you see the Milan Lucic incident? Oh, yeah. No, what happened? <laughs> so Milan Lucic, thug, former Boston Bruin, now playing with the Kings. Yeah. Got hit with a beautiful hip check. Okay. Fell clean. Ho- like heavy, but clean. As hockey as you can get. Yeah. The guy put his hips down, hip to hip contact. Yeah. Lucic flipped over him a little bit, landed on his butt, wasn't yeah. hurt. Crowd goes, ooh. Yeah. Lucic stands up. Him. Lucic stands up, skates across the ice, doesn't care about the play, and throws an elbow right into the guy's face that what? hit him. What? What's his name? Who was the player that threw it? Pavelski? No, it wasn't Pavelski. It wasn't Joseph. Uh, whoever the player, the player had the best responses of being he like. He was giggling the whole time. Yeah. He yeah. sees Lucic coming. He's like, yee. <laughs> and then, like, afterwards. I don't know if it was like at a press conference or a tweet or whatever, that he was just like, he's like, I didn't know there were players in the NHL I wasn't allowed to hit. Wow. <laughs> like, to Lucic, who like on the Kings is also like a third line player. Like, right. he's like, Lucic is like past his heyday. And Couture. It was Couture. Couture. Yeah, exactly. Just being like, I didn't know there were players I weren't allowed to hit. Speaking of guys where I would like, I often think about like what it would take for me to just like close the blinds in my house. And then just, like, sit by myself and cry a bunch. Maxim Talbot. Maxim Talbot in Game 7, 2009, I want to say. Pittsburgh. don't know where you're going with Pittsburgh. this. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really Pittsburgh Stanley Cup win. Is he going to okay. touch you in a special place? Pittsburgh Stanley Cup win. Their second Stanley Cup win. Game 7 against the Detroit Red Wings. For the Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup is going to the winner. Mm-hmm. The Pittsburgh Penguins score two goals. And they win two to one. Maxim Talbot scored those two goals. Okay, you scored the two goals, not just like the, the game, game winner, winning like, Stanley like Cup. Yeah. The both goals, the only goals your team scored in the game winning Stanley Cup. Six years later, you're 31 years old, and the Boston Bruins wave you before the season, like he's not on an NHL team right now. He's sent down to the minors. Mm-hmm. That is like close your blinds, stay home, and cry. Like what? fucking, you're 31 years old. Five years ago. 
you like single-handedly in a way won the goddamn Stanley Cup. Okay. Maybe maybe those those five years have been like a cocaine binge, and and you're like you're pretty aware that you have like <laughs> let let yourself go. Mike Richards, player for the Los Angeles Kings. <laughs> did you see the GM's comments? I he was I, like, I feel so let down. This is a guy who is. This is a the GM of the Kings yeah, who signed yeah. him. This was a guy who in uh, 2010 was instrumental in Canada winning the gold medal, mm-hmm. and in 2014 was not even in the discussion to make the team. This is a guy that I feel like lied to me the entire time that that he's been with my organization, and I, I can't. I, the only thing I can say is I'm sorry he never came to me with his problems. Hmm. Well, Arrested for e- illegal substances in Manitoba right. during the offseason, which in his contract is grounds for null and void Ouch. of his contract. So the morality clause in the, yeah. uh, the contract or whatever. The, Talbot didn't have, isn't fired, just got waived and okay. whatever else. So, I mean, like, isn't necessarily as bad. And, and even to, to your point, John, yeah. even if it was you who put yourself in that situation, yeah. like maybe yeah, you didn't hit the saying. gym. Maybe you didn't hit the gym as hard as you could have. Maybe you partied more than you should have or whatever. But I'm just saying, but like, talk about like, High of highs to like low of lows, like five years later, and you're only 31 years old, and you're like, I'm not on an NHL team anymore. When I single-handedly won a Stanley Cup, I feel like there's a lot of those stories in in professional sports. What, wasn't it like the 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 TSN or whatever videos, the 30 for 30, where it's like you um, ESPN ESPN 30 for 30. They they did a whole thing on football players who American football who like are bankrupt three years after the end of their, their contracts. And yeah. at, at like 19, they get their thing. 22, they're, they're done. And then they're bankrupt three years after that at 25. Like, and they've been living the high life the whole way through. They have no Ooh. idea how to manage their money. Like, there are there, there are higher highs and lower lows. In yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. That's awful. Your, like, two, your two goals, winning the Stanley Cup in a game seven to waived by the Boston Bruins. Like, and Boston Bruins are not a fucking great team this year. <laughs> like, you Marshawn's, got- Marshawn's hurt. Yeah, Marshawn yeah. concussed, concussed himself. That's so like, you know, you never like to see a concussion or whatever. But like, flew at the play and a guy on his backswing elbowed him in the head. Like Oof. not like a yeah. no look, like just Marshawn. Marshawn yeah. like, and like that's and again, I always I, I say this about fucking Savard, and I say this when Bergeron got hurt, and I kind of feel the same thing about like Marshawn, where I'm like. Oh, there's a bunch of concussions with people playing Bruins hockey where you just fucking throw yourself as hard as you can at the guy with the puck. And you're like, how did I get hurt? And I was like, well, when your fucking game strategy is to just fling yourself as hard (laughs) as you can at the other team again and again and again, injuries are going to happen. Like, it's just I I, and, and it's not even like I said, you never wish a guy a concussion. You never wish a guy getting hurt. But I'm just sort of like, how the fuck? Like. I could run into a thing pretty hard without concussing myself. Like, how hard was he coming at Weiss that the guy's backswing fucking concussed him? Like, there was a lot of momentum, I feel, that was made up for by Marchand, like, in that scenario. I don't know if that's crazy, but... I mean, I watched it happen, and I was like... And I was like, what the fuck? Like, my instinct, as shitty as it was, and because it was Brad Marchand, was that Marchand just took a dive. <laughs> like, because it's like, you see Weiss, like, winding back, and then you see Marchand, like, bounces off him, and then, like, takes a spill, and then is rolling around. Right. Marchand has a bit of a reputation as a diver, and I was like, what the fuck is Marchand uh, doing rolling around in the fucking ice? Fun fact, I read this about the Lucic hit, talking about diving. Yeah. Um, the NHL has publicly stated that they keep a record of players they suspect of being divers. Yeah. Which, one, first of all, is super shitty. I yeah. think that's super shitty because a, re- a referee is supposed to go into everything without judgment. Every right. call they make, oh, that looked like a dive. I think he was embellishing. Mm-hmm. 
But how can he do that if he's got a list of players to watch out for before every game? Mm. And they don't do that for players like Milan Lucic, who runs across the ice, punches a guy right yeah, in the teeth. It's not, it's not diving. People. Yeah. It's not diving. It's just being shithead. Didn't get suspended for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, got a game misconduct penalty, but that's it. Yeah. Speaking so you can, you can, like, after the play is over, run at a guy. Mug a guy. Throw your hands right down his throat. I'm surprised they wouldn't make it the coaches. Like, don't the coaches decide when guys are going to play a little dirty to try and get... Well, they have, they, ha- they have with diving, right? Yeah. Like, with, with yeah. diving, it's on your third or fourth infraction of diving, the coach starts getting fined. Yeah. Where it's like, if you have enough, like, infractions for diving, the coach begins to be. But I would, like, muggings and fucking shit after the whistle, whistle I could see that also becoming a coaching issue, too, where you're like, yeah. keep your fucking shit together. Anyway, speaking of fucking suspensions, Rafi Torres is a piece of human garbage. Rafi Torres? Well, at least he didn't appeal it. <laughs> he's, he's appealed the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, What's the story? Rafi Torres did, is the dirtiest player in the hockey out? game. He took out another star. Oh, God. I don't, I don't even want to Google it because it'll make me sad. Yeah, it was he's, someone good. He's just a filthy, filthy player who plays to hurt. He's always clipping people Silver in the head. Who does he play for? Right, present. Well, presently San he plays Jose. for nobody, uh-huh. <laughs> but he oh, technically right. plays for San Jose. He's been sus- suspended prior to this suspension. I think about fifty or sixty games worth Jeez. of suspensions, and he just fucking like in a preseason game lines lines people up in a hit. They pass the puck like one second, two second, and then hits them in the head like after they've gotten rid of the puck. Uh-huh. And, and they crushed a guy in the preseason. Yeah, a, they, a, a young. Not necessarily a star, but like a young, talented player, even no less. Right. No reason for it. Like it got really fucking brutal. The puck was already behind him right, right, right. before Play he took on. another stride. One point eight seconds, they said, which is like in hockey is enough to put time. your hands down. Yeah, it's at least at least bring your hands down. You might still collide with the guy. You might still get an interference, but you're not gonna fucking uh, annihilate him. Forty-one game suspension. And when you watch the uh, every time there's a, a a player suspension, they have these like these videos where they like explain. Exactly, like, momentum of the hit and, like, speed of the hit and previous actions of the player and stuff. Right. And it's like, and they're really supposed to be these, like, even-keeled, like, monotone, like, flat, like, <laughs> these are the facts. And Analytical. It's like, and, they, yeah. they, and they tried really hard, but, like, you can hear the guy, whoever's doing it. It used to be Brendan Shanahan, but now he, yeah. he runs the lead. You can hear the guy doing it just sounding so, like, angry and disappointed while he's, like, railing off the things. You're like, you can almost hear, like... They're like, in the NHL, uh, Disciplinary Commission wonders why Rafi Torres is still a hockey player. You know, like, you, almost, you, want, like, you can almost hear him saying that. Yeah. things, being like, who signed him to a contract? He's a monster. Fuck this guy forever. But, but again, doesn't it come down to the coaching? Don't the coaches tell them to go out there and hit that guy? With Rafi Torres, I don't really think so. I feel, that, like, you I s- feel like when you say you- Rafi, it's your shift. I can go any way you want. Yeah, <laughs> no, but I'm saying, but, like, you do sign a guy like Rafi Torres expecting him to bring that physical play, even expecting maybe a late hit. Yeah. You don't need to hit the man in the head. You know, like it's, do you know what I'm saying? Like that to me is like a player decision. Like when you throw Rafi Torres out on the ice, you're expecting possibly late hits, possibly cheap hits and whatever, but you're like maybe a little bit of physicality. But if the guy has like huge history of, of violence, isn't that why you signed him? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And that's why, but I'm just saying, but like then, that that's the the question is is like at what point does it take for the NHL disciplinary commission to be like you're just not you don't get to be an NHL player anymore uh, and no one's reached that no one has reached that Todd Bertuzzi Steve Moore yeah Todd Bertuzzi fucking cold cocked a man in the back of the head and ended his hockey career by breaking his neck right 
just and he got the rest of the season suspended. Rest of the season, beginning of the next two. No, rest of the season, rest of the playoffs. Right, it was the playoffs that I okay. forgot. Yeah, and then he and got, he, and then he got he, to play. Again. He jumped the guy from behind, put his forearm on his shoulder blades, and planted his face into the ice, breaking yeah. the guy's neck and ending his career. He played hockey for several more years after that. A lot. Like he only stopped like a year or two ago. Yeah. Like he, he played kept Vancouver. He played in Detroit. Yeah, exactly. It, it's fucking super shitty. Hockey, you guys. Uh huh. What else is going on? I just downloaded a movie. I'm going to talk about it next time oh, we get exciting. together. But it's called Three Headed Shark, and it's starring Danny Trejo and mm-hmm. Rob Van Dam. And I cannot wait to get home and watch it. WWE, former WWE superstar. Okay, and champion. Still WWE superstar. Former WWE heavyweight champion. Yeah, he, he was the first one who held ECW and ECW WWE, WWE at the same time. Rob Van Dam. They still call people Mr. Money in the Bank. And I was like, but that was Rob Van Dam. Like, that was weird. It used to be Mr. Monday Night. Mm-hmm. Or it used to be Mr. Mr. PPV. Mr. Pay-Per-View. Yeah, Mr. Pay-Per-View. Then he was Mr. Money. Mr. Monday Night. Monday Night. Then he was Mr. Money in the Bank. Then he won the Money in the Bank. And the, He's the, teaming up with Danny Trejo to take on a three-headed shark, Keith. Oh, okay, I understand. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> is this, this is, like in the same class as like Sharknado? Yes. And, yeah. yeah I, I, no. It's a serious, gritty, reality-based drama. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when a shark has three heads? Directed by Schindler's List director, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> the color red plays a key factor in determining right. emotional content. Did anyone see Martian? No. no. and I, it, Apparently, it's, it's reviewing better than um, Interstellar. Yeah, apparently, it's super good. Ridley Scott, right? Yeah, I like Ridley Scott. Despite his later year... Noah missteps. And yeah, Gladiator was so so. Gladiator was fucking amazing. Was yeah, so drugs. So. It's very long. It's very long and very like pretentious, but it was really it fucking wildly good. over budget, right? Like, Whatever. I don't give a shit I about the budget. I want to see sandals, and I want to see sand, and I want to see blood. Gladiator. Yeah. And then he's gonna walk, and he's gonna run his hand. He, he's the one who went all fucking crazy on the Blade Runner director's cut, right? Where you like change the movie? Completely? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. There's like a three. whole bunch. But was like. like He's a replicant. Like over the credits. Like that's what he <laughs> <laughs> pretty whisper. much did that. Decker is a replicant. There, I, I, I actually, there was a point where I tried to like get on top of the, the Blade Runner situation because I watched it and I was like, I don't know, man. This is some pretty cheesy 80s fucking sci-fi shit. And then I like, I, I tr- there, there's like four or five different versions of yeah. Blade Runner and you have to like find the right one to actually get it. And it's not the director's cut. No, no, because yeah. basically... He talks over Ridley Scott. Yeah. Scott is just standing there, just off camera, holding up signs, going, "He's a replicant. See, look, look, look. Yep. He's a replicant right there. Replicant." <laughs> anyway, he went also, like, "There's no, there's no like mystery in his machinations." He's also up hey, for can Prometheus you, can you, too. Can if you I bench five hundred pounds? I bet you replicant. <laughs> ha ha! Sit down, Ridley. Ridley, sit down. <laughs> Prometheus two. Yeah, that's coming up real soon. Is he? I'm kind of excited for that. Is he, are you? Well, are you? Prometheus one was dumb, but there was there was like. There's, is there going to be another giant wheel that crushes someone? There if were they just nuggets in Prometheus one that were good, it, and I, I want to see them come out. As a like a a pretty big alien fan the, yeah. i feel that the fact that i haven't seen prometheus is a testament to like how weird well, you I fucked am. it up because it it's actually like there are bits in it that are really good and that are going to carry grains through there are bits that are really dumb and i feel like they were they're like action crap that got injected that are not the alien ha- movies hurt me right like Why? in the 
One I, is amazing. Two is amazing. Three is okay. Four, four is, is awful. Four and, is and so bad. AVP is and AVP two are train wrecks. Like aliens have been in other movies other than Alien one through four, yeah. and it's the two AVPs, and they're not great. And I was like, fuck, I was like, and then when Prometheus was shitty, I was like, like, I was hyped for fucking Prometheus. And you, like, why would you not see it? It's been on fucking Netflix. Like, cause I'm, I, I'm scared of it, John. Dude, dude, go watch it. It's better than four, but not as good as three. That, and, like, that's a very low fucking watermark for me, because three is that's, not. That's three. a wide gap. Yeah. Yeah, three's, but three's not very good. Like, I would say it was better than three. No. You should go watch three. Three is I like have watched three. three. Three gets a bad rap held up to one and two. It does. It does. But if you like if you take three and you hold it in a void, it's quite good. That's the one with um Dog Alien. <laughs> What's her face? Um Sigourney Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. <laughs> Winona Ryder's only in four. Okay. That's yes. an awful one. That's, that's one. really bad. Yeah. Sigour- uh, three. That's that's the one where there's a sex scene between uh, Ripley and aliens. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And the weird Ooh. humo alien at the end. Blah. Maybe that's the one I tried to rewatch a bunch of times. Three, do not. Three Ooh. is on a prison where uh, Bishop is there or a Bishop is there. No, Bishop Bishop is only there in the wrecked wreckage of the escape pod from but two. But I thought that... The he, she that plugs him in for a second and then he's like, okay, I've told you what you need to know. Please unplug me. But then the Wayland Utani, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The they guy that it, Bishop was based on shows up to talk her down. Yeah, the actual right the human bishop, like the guy who was the bishop model, who he was based on, who's yeah, yeah. like one of the yeah, the human that he's based on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he's like he's you know, Wayland. In home? No, he's Wayland. You know, but the actor Lance Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson, right? Ian Holm plays the the robot in the first one. Uh, in the second one. The first one. first one. The first one, it's Ian Holm. Content, second yes. one, Lance Hendrickson. Yes. There we go. Bishop is the one in the second one who does the cool thing with the knife. Yes. Right. Do Got the it. thing, Bishop. Do the thing. And that's Lance Hendrickson, right. who you would know from Pumpkinhead. Correct. And John would know from Near Dark. Oh, yeah. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so they're in a prison, and then an alien... A hundred podcasts with you. I know you guys. <laughs> that's great, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the third one is the alien-infested dog. So it's like a, a quadrupedal right. alien. It's much faster. Anyway, I really think you should go see Prometheus. You're going to like hate some parts of it, and there are other parts of it that you're going to think are amazing. Uh-huh. Numira Pass is the only good thing in that movie. I like her a lot. Yeah. I liked her in that movie. Here's another thing. But uh, uh, Charlize Theron running away from a giant circle. Th- that's like right rolling at her. That was the dumbest shit in the world. She could have just ran left for like 10 feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or right, I guess. Left or right. Okay. Left or right, it doesn't matter because the other one that she's running with does do that to survive. But she's supposed to play this super badass, tough, I'm in charge person and just mm. keeps trying to outrun a giant wheel until she gets crushed to death. That's and I think incredibly she, f- stupid. she trips at one point and looks back at it to scream. <laughs> Michael Fassbender, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So that was the, that was the trip wait, 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 that actually wait. got me super We got sad. really way off there because we were talking about The Martian. Oh, yeah. I don't know, we guy. haven't seen it. Nobody's Nobody seen it. Seen we it. don't need anything to say about it. It's like vaguely excited. Apparently, it's one of those like really good If blends. Matthew McConaughey shows up at the end to be like, all right, let's get out of here. <laughs> he's the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is like, I blew up the moon. <laughs> You're like, why, McConaughey? <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to fucking fuck with you. And then cuts back to one of those Lincoln ads. He's yeah. just, I think I'm going to blow up the moon. <laughs> Whose kids are these? <laughs> Michael Fassbender, the Prometheus guy. Mm-hmm. Who he plays the replicant, whatever the fuck, the robot, the Wayland robot. And right. yeah. He plays yeah. like the early, early. Level. That was the first trailer that actually got me hyped for Prometheus. Was the like the ad for his Android model? Yeah. When like when it wasn't even an ad for anything Prometheus, in the movie, it was, it was just, just like yeah, Wayland. Anyway, so he's gonna be in the Steve Jobs movie, 
called Jobs. They're doing another one? And I was like, we... Didn't Ashton Kutcher do one? Yeah, Ashton did. Kutcher did one like fucking five years ago. And then there was another one that's just come out. But that's the one with Michael Fassbender. Okay, okay. Called Jobs. Yeah. And I'm like, this is craziness to me. Like, this is like absolute bonkersness. Like, the fact that we had The Social Network, which was just sort of like a biopic about a guy who's still alive, about a fucking thing that everybody uses still. Yeah. Like, seems like I'm, like, way jumping the gun. But I guess that enough fucking drama happened in the launching of Facebook that it was still, like, compelling. Yeah. And But then I'm like, then you made a super, like, you made the Steve Jobs movie, and now you're making another Steve Jobs movie. What was the first Steve Jobs movie? It was Noah Wiley and someone else. It was called uh, Something of Silicon Valley. I don't know. Knights of Silicon Valley? With um, Ashton Kutcher? No, no, no. no, no, no this no, one no, came no. out when I was still working at Blockbuster, no, no, no. so... Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, that's it. There was an earlier, earlier Steve Jobs movie, man. <laughs> fucking, what are, we, what are we doing? So, famously, for this one, with Fassbender, um, <clears throat> Jobs' wife called up the previous two top picks for the role, who were um, Batman... Michael uh, Keaton. No. No. God, <laughs> <laughs> Adam West. Clooney. Adam West. Clooney. Adam West. Introducing Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christopher Nolan. Oh. Patrick Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, well, anyway, Jobs, Jobs called up Patrick Bateman and whatever the, the <laughs> other the other top contender for the role and begged them not to do the film because she didn't want I don't know she's some some personal investor in Christian the, Bale. Christian Bale. Uh, and they introducing they, the they iPhone. <laughs> This is the iPhone. It's got a home button. They turned down the roles. So apparently Fassbender is picking this thing up that a whole bunch of other people have passed on because of personal contacts with her. Personal contacts? Like since she slept with Christian Bale? I don't know what the deal is. Maybe she just doesn't want people dragging him through the mud anymore. Like, all these biopics. Like, here's the story about the guy. He was really brilliant, but also a gigantic and dick. And fucked everyone and everybody. Every that he, yeah, and fucked everybody over the all the way on. And The was. Yeah, he fucked over the watch. But and he, but he, you know, like as a result, made the money. So that's that's like that's the story. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a little bit like that in the Facebook thing, where yeah. you're like in the social network, where you're like, fuck you, Justin Timberlake. F- fuck you, Justin Timberlake. Fuck you, fucking the Rowing Twins who like set up all the money. Fuck you, the other guy, like Spider Man. Spider Man. Fuck you, Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Spider Man. Fuck you, JT. <laughs> fuck you, Twins. <laughs> like the Twins were played by my favorite Hollywood actor name of all time. Oh. Army Hammer. Uh, His name is Army Hammer. <laughs> yeah, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't come off fucking good, super yeah. keen in social networks. He does come off as a person who's like has is way smarter and has way more business acumen than like anybody that right. I know. But like, but then he survives the zombie apocalypse and limbers up. And yeah, but I mean, but that's, that's pretty much thanks to Tallahassee. Like, you no, know, he follows the rules. The only like, the first half of that movie was worth it. What? Zombieland. That's bullshit lies. The second it's half of the movie is where they find Bill Murray, and that's the greatest like segment of moviness in the world. No, 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 no. When Bill Murray dresses up as a zombie and then gets shot, that, and he's like, like uh, that's a tiny blip of quality in an otherwise terrible ending to a film. Come on, they shoot a bunch of zombies in a carnival. I actually rewatched Zombieland. I found in it very hard to get through. And that segment that you're talking about, like the yeah. whole like the finale, whatever, yeah. is really only the last like half hour. Like, okay, but it's out of an hour and a half long film. It's like an hour 45. So it's an hour 15 of good. And then it's like a pretty feel-good zombie-killing thing. And then even then, they have he gets the fucking Twinkie, but he accidentally shot the hole through it. So you're still like, ah. No, didn't do it. Whatever, John is... Um, zombie snobs? Has no soul, I suppose. John doesn't like feel-good endings in movies that are comedies. 
Like he wanted them all to die. Like what the fuck ending did you want from zombie? I don't know. Just man? something. Something. It, it was just like boilerplate. Like Walking Dead. They wanted them. The girl anyway, to be whatever. pregnant. Emma Stone is pregnant, and she gives birth to her daughter. I feel and like I, I, I fully understand Carl. what you're saying. Okay, it was just like but tedious. What the fuck did you want from a comedy? Any, anything fucking creative. Do something different. Anything different. There was nothing different. It was just like standard. Like a bunch of soldiers capture the girls and threaten to rape her. And I don't know, man. Military it compound. It doesn't have to be fucking dark. And I'm wearing hockey pants. <laughs> what? Ah, oh, Christian Bale's here now. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. It's a revolution in telephones. I'm also in Terminator. What? <laughs> Did anybody guys see that Terminator 4? I was rewatching all of the Terminators and then I just stopped. Uh, it Salvation? <laughs> <laughs> Three is so bad. Salvation is cool because it's got my favorite little Easter egg for, for fanboys. Okay. In it. So there's these giant uh, destroyer robots, like the mm-hmm. big like mecha thing that yeah. chase down and hunts yeah, humans. Yeah, yeah. And they're very, they scan for humans using sound. Yeah. In oh, the yeah, future. Man. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Christian Bale playing John Connor is like, okay, we're going to attract them away from that that place that has a whole bunch of humans so we can save them. And he puts down a boombox and he presses play and Guns N' Roses, You Could Be Mine comes out of it. And I'm just <laughs> like, yes. Whatever else happens, I don't care. That moment made it for me. Huh. Salvation wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It wasn't two. Salvation Three. was... Salvation two. was perhaps... Two was amazing. Three was just god-awful. Right. Three was... Three was so bad that they retconned it out. Yeah. Like yeah. They with... That was the one with the female Terminator. Yeah. She's a T-1000. Terminatrix. She's a T-1000 that can also make weapon, like guns in her right. arms. Terminatrix. Right. Like, what? Terminatrix. Was uh-huh. I haven't seen Genesis yet, though. Genesis. Genesis. The, yeah, the new one that's with Schwarzenegger again. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I have not. I heard it was pretty bad. Yeah. I heard it was kind of like a, a convoluted. Like I mean, like the term. Like any time that you have like, when the core storytelling device of your franchise is time travel, is time travel, it's not going to work out. Boys. It's going to be so fucking weird and shitty. You know, after Salvation and going into Genesis, I don't understand why they didn't hunt down Eddie Furlong and uh, what's her face who played Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. Just if you got Schwarzenegger back after a huge stint as the governor of California. Mm-hmm. You can't imagine that Eddie Furlong is too busy. They, they, they could have fallen apart and not been capable of doing. Eddie Furlong just did a whole bunch of other stuff for like CSI, did not he? too long ago. He was the big bad for a whole season. Huh. He's still acting. Uh, oh, oh, man, what's her name? It's killing me. Sarah Connor. Yeah. She's not that great. Yeah, but like, what else does she have she going on that she could less good in? the 20 years since the, <laughs> yeah. the making of those films. Like, like just again, do it. we're back on the cocaine. <laughs> like, that could have happened. But just do it. Just get her in it. Kill her off in the first five minutes if she's not ready to and to go to go. Just drop her, drop her in. Hey, guys, speaking of 80s things that are rehashed, I watched all of the Scream TV show that's hey! presently on Netflix. How was it? I saw it on there today, and I was like, maybe I should watch an episode, and then I took a nap. <laughs> I watched the first two episodes. What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's Scream. Yeah. If you like Scream, you'll like the it's TV not, show. It's okay. It's not Scream enough. Because n- it's a TV show. They say that in the first episode. That, which is the best part of the first episode. <laughs> is where like there's a character. You can't have like, a slasher television show. Slasher makes no sense on television. Like it doesn't make any. They're sense. not going to kill enough. You have to drag it all out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They like they address those problems, but I'm just saying that like, other than the exception of that character who has that monologue. Not enough of the characters seem to fucking understand that they're in a scream 
story. Because, like, the thing that's always... We, we talked about this when we when we talked about yeah. good old Wes Craven having passed away. Like, the thing that sets the Scream movies about is where, like, everybody pretty early on understands the rules of the game. Yeah. Like, Don't run upstairs. Or, or, but also just, like, and even, like, when the killer calls them up, like... What's like? What's your favorite scary movie and all that stuff? Like they understand that the killer is playing by a set of rules. They might not necessarily be able to like beat the killer at those rules. The Scream, the TV series, towards the end, the character starts to like the main character, like the survivor girl, starts to understand that there's a rule set mm-hmm. and starts to play with it or whatever. But like it takes kind of a while. And other than like the one really movie thing, like most of the Scream characters by like midway through understand. The, like the core set they also do a couple things like i was reflecting on the series of course and it was like they do a very good job of slowing down um like how quickly people eliminate themselves from the potential killer pool because mm-hmm. i mean there's always like you know it's a screen movie so the killer isn't supernatural the killer is even Just though guy, he yeah. might as well be supernatural because it's like ridiculous how much damage ghostface can take without but whatever. Kind of it's but it's like, but the killer is always a guy who has a vested interest in doing the killing right. and has an agenda. And it's not just like, got to murder nonstop, like yeah. Jason Voorhees style. So they do a really good job of like keeping it open as to who it is because you're like, shit. And then, okay, no, this guy was here. And then also, as we all know, spoilers from 1994's mm-hmm. Scream or whatever. Uh, Skeet Ulrich and... Matt Lillard. Matt Lillard. My dad's going to kill me. They did... They, they shot... Skeet shot Matt, or did they stab Matt? They stabbed each other. They stabbed each other to, like... Cover. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. cover for themselves. So anytime someone even gets, like, stabbed, you but doesn't know. die, you're like, oh, shit. Like, is it a cover-up stab? And they were like... Like, one, one guy gets, like, stabbed at some point, and then they're like, it's a, it's a miracle he survived. Like, it didn't hit any vital organs and all that stuff. And you're like... As a Scream viewer, you're like, oh, shit, maybe he's in on it. And that was like... Right. Because, like... And they, they, they... They fuck it up, don't they? At they, some point? What do you mean? Well, they stab each other just, like, too too effectively. Well, because they're... there are other people that are still alive in the house. Right. So they're running around trying Stabbed. to get the last yeah. few kills going, yeah. <laughs> this yeah, really hurts. Yeah, Scream yeah. 1, yes. yes yeah, that that's the end like, of Scream 1. Yeah, they, they kind of dick it up. But it's like, like I'm one of these guys, like, the guy who's, like, stabbed, like, has, like, a stab in the chest, but they're, like, it hit no major arteries or whatever. People, like, find him that way. Right. You know? It's not like, like, they run up and do a quick stab. So, like, as... Like they do that to me, which is like kind of a cool thing, because you're like as a scream viewer, you know that part of the story, or like you should know that sure, part sure, of the story sure. at least, where you're just kind of like, wait, they found him with like a surgically pre- precise stab into his that chest, didn't hit any, that major didn't hit any major arteries, and it's a miracle, and yeah. you're like, or were they just really good, and they were like, this is exactly where you stab, right? And like he had like was like up and walking around like within a couple of days or like a few stitches and like okay. that's it. So you're like, oh shit, maybe it's still him, you know? So, and then up until even like by the last episode, there's still like three people that it could be. And there's like mm-hmm. enough clues pointing to all other. three of those people that you're like, okay, so it sounds like they kept the mystery going successfully. Yeah, exactly. I, I, it just, it's very close to being very good. What what stops it? The um, the acting, but the acting wasn't great in the original Scream movies yeah, either. Whatever. Like I can't necessarily hold that against a fucking teen slasher movie, but yeah, it's seriously. like the acting's pretty bad. It, it suffers pretty heavily. I mean, even two episodes in, it suffers from CW syndrome. There's a lot of teen romance drama mm-hmm. that you would see on like when you say CW the te- television network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the uh, like everything you hate about Arrow and Flash. I was gonna say, was gonna say everything. Everything you like the bad parts of Buffy, even. Oh. Like like that's like like the, that whole when you're like, yeah, I don't really care. Like the bad parts of Buffy is like. You remember the Scott character in Buffy? That no. that boyfriend who's like, hey, we should go see a. And you're just like, fuck. Okay. Nothing. <laughs> Fuck nothing up. interesting is going to happen from this relationship. Except that at least it's a scream. Somebody's going to get murdered. So real one good. of them might fucking die. Yeah. So you're like, hooray. The other thing that, that Scott might have already seen, even two episodes in, is characters just like really, really dealing with death super well. And like not, not being fucked up or weird about it at all that one of their friends just got. I don't know. Up. I think the last, in episode two, there's like a montage of, of people dealing with dre- death, but like by standing stoically in their bedrooms, kind of looking at. The walls and like the camera goes. It's just the camera goes. What? It's body mm, what you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. There's, there's a lot of that, and then uh, and also like there's a pretty big body count on the movie on, on the show. Yeah, and like there's like at one point like the the main like survivor girl Sarah and I were just like talking about. It. I'm like, how many people has how many like bodies has she seen? Like freshly murdered bodies. How many people has she seen murdered in front of her? And I'm like. How is she even fucking coherent right now? Well, like, I just th- there's like, a point in your life after like the third, fourth, where you're just like, I'm leaving. I'm going to another town, and I'm never. I'm coming moving back. away. Yeah. I'm spending all of my money to go to fucking Japan. That becomes a rational decision after a certain point. But also, but exactly, like, there's it's there's really a lot true. of that. Like, there's there's a part where there's two characters who both of their significant others have been murdered, and it's like <laughs> it's all like it's in like a, a tight time frame of maybe like a week or two. Right. Like, the whole show takes place. Like in a very condensed, maybe maybe a month, let's say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, maybe a month, because it's like from the beginning of school, and it all ends on the Halloween dance. Okay. So like so two months, two months tops. Yeah. And I think it might already be like a month into school. Whatever, pretty tight timeline. Okay. So it's like two characters who both of their significant others have bought it at certain points, and they're just like, ha ha, they're like joking around, clever witticisms, and like give each other props, but they're like investigating the murders of their significant <laughs> others, and I'm like, what is happening? And I was like, I feel that you guys wouldn't have that in you. Like, you might be doing the thing that you're shown doing, like you might be researching the killer to try to figure it out, to try to find vengeance, but just like your clever fucking witticisms and shit, I'd be like. I don't think you'd have that in you to be like, well, uh, jokesy. It's Scream. There's kind of a point where there's like, they know they're in a, a horror thing so that they know there's rules in the game. Similar yeah. to that, that like, uh, facet of the story. There is the facet that the teens are going to like, yeah. start investigating there's, there's, it, you know? There's Kevin like, Bacon was on the notice not too long ago and they talked to him a little bit about being in Friday at the 13th. And he's like, I just had sex and then I lit up a joint. Of course I was going to die right away. <laughs> like, of course I was. I'm like, Kevin Bacon, I'm, I'm glad you knew. Mm-hmm. Even then, what was what you were getting into? Well, it's like I love the um, – there's, like, there's, there's this, a, a, sh- a shot in the, the Scream TV show where it's like heading towards the climax where there's like the survivor girl and then there's like someone else who's like the walking embodiment of a horror movie trope. And and he's just sort of like, like okay, so we're going to the, situ- to the place where we think the killer is, where the killer knows that we're coming, and you're the survivor gi- girl, and I'm like the walking fucking horror movie trope, and I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> uh, you're, I, you're going to be fine. I'm dying in the next ten minutes. <laughs> like, just gets like really angry. Does he? Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. Scott's Aww. watching it. But it's just like... <laughs> 
Well, now I like, know which two are surviving till the end. <laughs> well, the sur- you you can tell right away watching the first episode who the survivor girl is in the series. Well, yeah, yeah. And then I said, "You're a walking trope." They're all walking tropes. No, it's the only one. Okay, okay. Who's okay. walking trope? Are you kidding me? There's the super. No, oh, no, no. There's only one who's the the guy who knows that it's he's in a horror movie. That's fair. Sorry, Scott. I accept. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying the 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 rich the rich jock gets a little wise to what's going on with what the horror movie things are, mm-hmm. and then uh, the rich. It's all good. I, I believe you. The surviving rich slut gets a little wise. A lot of them get wise to the tropes by the end, because I mean it's been like a month or two of them living in a slasher movie, right? Right. So more of them get wise. So I watched a bunch of new television series. Uh, the first episode of Arrow was not very good. Season two. Season four. Four. Yeah. Uh, the first episode of Flash season two mm-hmm. was very good. I'm excited for the new season, and I saw the first episode of Marvel's Agents of Shield season, season three. three. How's that? I don't know. Season two totally lost me after like five episodes. I just turned it off and never felt the slightest urge to go back. Well, they do what they do a lot of in the first couple seasons, okay. which is like, oh, all those things in the movies happened. Right. So like a character died in the finale last season. And, like, just disappeared randomly. And one of the scientists is like, well, you know, I was studying it, and I thought, like, after the Pym incident, that maybe she just shrank down to microscopic size. And I was like, eh. And, like, public opinion is not so anti-shield anymore because of what happened in Wachovia. I understand what you're talking. I get that reference. Yeah. Right. Um, But there's a lot of superpowers in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. now, so it's very different. Yeah, they're kind of even just watching the trailers. I saw like people shooting laser beams out of their hands and all that stuff, and I was like, I kind of the thing that I mean, like I, I, I mean, I'm glad it's not heroes, but I, heroes is coming back. <laughs> no. Is it? Yeah, dude. Uh, it's already on TV. They they no rebooted shit. it. But yeah, no. But just like even I, I bailed on <laughs> Avengers in season one. I only watched like a handful of episodes. But the thing that I liked about it was that they weren't superheroes. Yeah, that they were like people. They were like Shield dealing with superheroes. When they weren't superheroes. There's a good story I, just I love, to that. I love that Clark Gregg has a regular job where he gets to play a badass. Like Major Phil Coulson. Coulson is, yeah, he's a good character. I, I thoroughly enjoy that that character gets a lot of time to shine. Mm-hmm. And that actor playing that character. Yeah. But you don't think that's you know, too much? You don't think they're like, they're like overplaying Coulson? No, no, no. Good. More Coulson is always, always good. What about when Coulson meets Star-Lord? <laughs> That would be very, very cool. That'd be a lot of cool. No, Star Lord's gonna meet Sam Jackson. They're gonna hang out and be cool. Yeah, how does someone's got to? Someone's got to. Yeah, Star Lord. The Star like the Star Lord in is the easiest one is Thor. Yeah, Thor's in space. Yeah, I mean, I guess Star Lord versus Loki. <laughs> he would lose pretty badly though. There's like there's a certain power level of the like the Star Lord doesn't have any superpowers, right? He has it does, man. And, and a sharp wit. Okay. Man, that, that is a big superpower in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> then it's also unclear what powers he may or may not have, because he really shouldn't have been able to fucking hold an Infinity Gem either. I guess that's true. And then he was A-OK, which is not like not what a human to be a should have been yeah. able to do. Okay, he, he shouldn't have been able to stand up against Ronan the Accuser at all, Yeah. let alone engage him in a dance-off. Well, isn't, isn't there a deal where he's supposed <laughs> to be like the half-son of Adam Warlock or some nonsense? That's uh, no, not in the in the, in the uh, maybe of in Captain the MCU, Marvel, maybe yeah, maybe like, of Captain Marvel though. In the yeah. like he might be one of those Kree warrior people. Okay, yeah. 
There's something going on. At least but again, I'm going to point back to the dance-off scene. Like, right. he should have died instantly. Okay. But he's got so much wit. So much charisma. <laughs> he is ready to do Captain. Here you go. <laughs> Fuck the best. That movie was amazing. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, Guardians are like... They're like low-level cosmic heroes. But by cosmic, it just happens to be that they're in space. They can't fight any cosmic villains or anything. Right. Like, like their, their best is like Grax. Like... Kind of a badass, but he's just like a strong fighty dude. Any, any other fighty guy, even on fucking Earth, could beat him. Like Groot, Groot's a giant smashy tree. Thing could beat them. Ish, but you know what I mean. <laughs> like you're just sort of like when the thing can beat you. What do you? Can you stand up to the Hulk? You're like no. Stand up to the Hulk or the Hulkbuster. Did you see the guy that made the Hulkbuster cosplay? That's amazing. Yeah, I was just stomping around. Super crazy. Google this, you guys. Yeah. Hulkbuster cosplay. It? It's Hulkbuster like a tall cosplay around. thing, and it's like looks like a Hulkbuster suit walking around. Like, That's amazing. It's super fucking cool. Anyway, guys, closing thoughts. <laughs> Did you watch Gotham? Any of Gotham season two yet? I haven't seen Gotham season two. I, I spent my time catching up on. Flash Arrow I've and been Shield. in Italy for two weeks, so I'm fucking. I have nothing. Does no one speak English here? We came all the way from America. Dude, I, I can't believe it happened to me. <laughs> okay, so we'll close on this comment. I was sitting in a restaurant, and there were two people. Sitting. Where, where were you? You, were, you said that you weren't even in Rome, right? No, like, no, no. We were in Florence at that point. Yeah, exactly. Because so I was like, Rome. You can kind of expect it. Yeah, it's Florence, a, you've got, like gone past, a little bit past the like expected tourist zones into right. like the deep tourist zones. And yeah. When I was in Italy, there was not a lot of English there. No, like I, it's, it's, a, it's weird because like the whole place runs on tourism, basically. Yeah. Like it's a very tourist-friendly zone, but nobody speaks English. And they kind of weirdly expect you to speak Italian. Like they, they give you success if you come in like only speaking English. And everywhere we went, we tried to speak Italian. My dad had like one of those auto-translator doohickeys on his phone so like we we like went the distance and that like got us a pass i think from a lot of those those people but anyway Mm -hmm. this couple was like the menu at the place we were at because we tried to find like the the off the beaten path restaurants you know like that the locals would go to whatever and so the place like as it happens the place we went to only had italian menus and this couple who were like twist not fatties (laughs) were, were like pawing through it being like what the menu's only in italian but we came why don't you speak English? We came all the way from Los Angeles for that, for this or whatever. It's hilarious. Hilarious. Yep. So I guess the, what I always found troubling when I was there was that when I talk to someone in English and they don't understand me, my yep. brain is hardwired to switch to French. Yeah. Which got me so many strange looks in Italy. <laughs> hey, can you tell me? Excuse. Oh, je m'excuse. Tu me dis. M'excuse. That wasn't the worst. In, in Spain, yeah. that wasn't terrible. I would, I would do that, and sometimes people would catch French, and I'd be like, yeah. hooray! French worked in Spain! Yeah. Yeah. Not in Italy. <laughs> nah, not in Italy. Yeah, exactly, because I was like, every now and then, it would like English would float over, and then But Spanish, I, I found French it was actually like, weirdly easy to understand Italian. Like, reading it, like, Especially 70% menus, of the time, oh, you yeah. can get it. Like, Especially like, on a menu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Once you learn what chicken and beef are, you're pretty much fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Linguini con polo. All right. I will have the chicken linguini. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> there you go. Uh, closing thoughts, Scott. John. Turn down for what? Turn down for what? All right. <laughs> Do-do-do-do-do-do-do.
Anyways, look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 9ES or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.